0: Raise your thoughts a little higher Use your words to inspire Joy will fall like rain When you speak life with the things
2: you say Lift your head a little higher Spread the love
3: like fire Hello, hello, hello everyone And welcome to the live episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show Rodney and I would like to thank you all for joining us tonight I know that... uh Everybody, well, not everyone, I should not say that, but most are probably looking at the game or, or trying to look and listen to us at the same time. We'll take it any way we can get it. So thank you all for for joining us tonight. Rodney, how are you doing? Rodney? Oh, did we lose you already? Rodney, if you're there, I cannot hear you. So I'll just keep moving do, do forward I you hear so me cannot hear you.
4: Yes, can you I can hear, me hear you now? now I used to yes. be with Verizon Now now I'm with Sprint Can you hear me now <laughs> Well, I think you
3: should go back to Verizon <laughs> So we can hear you all the
4: time <laughs> You know what, I was actually trying something new So uh, uh, it worked out I forgot I hit the mute button So I, I think I'm good I was trying to uh, uh, go live on Facebook But not make any noise So I think I'm good now
3: Oh, okay, okay. I'm still trying to figure that out um, with this live stuff. Um, I've been fighting it, but I I think that I'm going to go live now soon.
4: Um, Oh, I'm ready. Not
3: this, of course, on some other things. I'm ready. Good, 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 good. So how was your day? How are the children in school?
4: Uh, You know what, Tammy? Uh, I'm glad that you asked that question, Uh, mostly because I was telling somebody this the other day. This is the first time at my school that I really believe that we have a great group of kids uh, academically and behaviorally. In both grade levels. My school is only uh, fifth and sixth grade, and we just have a great group of kids, and so I'm excited about that. Usually uh, we have a lot of issues uh, either academically or behaviorally in one of our two grades, but this year uh, I'm just excited because, I don't know, it just feels like we have – Uh, uh, Just a great uh, overall group of kids, Um, and to me that says we have a great group of parents. We have have a great group of families, and that's one of the things that you and I touch on (laughs) a lot on this show, and so to finally see that and believe that, I don't know, it's just exciting to me.
3: So, Ronnie, what do you think the shift is? What do you think? What's different this year? Were there any major um, changes with zoning, or just anything that stands out that might have contributed to, I guess, this new new bunch of kids?
4: Well, I don't think that I don't think that's the case um, with our school in particular. I think that. As far as that goes, I think we just have a um, we just have we we just have a good group of kids. We uh, have we just have great families. We we have a lot of support. Um, I don't know, like it, we get all the kids in our city, and so because of that, you know, we can't necessarily say it's, it's a zoning thing. I think we just have a a okay. great group of kids, and so. I don't know. Like, I get excited. Like, like I'm always, I'm always excited. This is my ninth year teaching. And, you know, every, every day, it's a, you know, it's, it's never an issue with me getting up because I know where I'm going and I I love what I do. And so uh, it's, it's always a blessing, but um, I'm just, I'm just really excited. So, Grateful to be a teacher, grateful to be a teacher where I am uh, in Manassas, Virginia. So I just love it.
3: Well, I cannot wait to hear. I want the same stuff. Look, Christmas, right
5: right.
3: the I'm sure you will. It will be interesting.
2: So, I got to tell you this, though.
4: I got to tell you this, though, while while, while we're talking about school. I got to tell you this. Because uh, I know that you are going to love this, uh, probably more than most people. I know you're going to love this. So, a good friend of mine, um, we are starting a shirt and tie club at our school. Yeah, oh, we're, wow. so we're starting a shirt. We're starting a shirt and tie club at our school, and so we're recruiting uh, six ring boys. We we uh, Ask the uh, teachers to give us names, and so we're going to invite all the boys down uh, to the cafeteria Thursday morning, and we're going to talk to them and say, hey, you've been um, invited to uh, to join our, our, our shirt and tie club. And so it's going to start the second uh, Thursday in October, and so we're going to have boys uh, wearing shirts and ties, um, and we're going to teach them. What it means to be a gentleman We're going to teach them uh, How to tie ties We're going to uh, teach them How to open doors for women Uh, We're going to talk to them About being leaders We're going to talk to them about uh, careers We're going to uh, Just touch on As many things as possible Um, And so I'm really excited about this club And so what was crazy was Um my friend is helping me do it. Uh, do it. She's a uh, she's a female, uh, obviously, but um, she she and I got together and we said, you know what, we need to do something, you know, like this. And, and so we got on the school's broadcast last week and talked about it. And we got so much feedback. We initially said twelve to fifteen boys, but I think we're going to end up with about twenty, maybe even more, uh, because. So many boys um, want to do it. Um, so we're excited, and and, and you, you'll probably see us <laughs> somewhere. You know me. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna try to uh, <laughs> put it out there. I'm gonna try to invite you know as, as many people as possible to the school to to talk to these young men and 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 I don't know. I I think it's gonna be a great thing. We're gonna do some community service. Maybe visit some senior citizen homes and uh, and talk to uh, you know and have the boys read to uh, some seniors and just give them a, an appreciation of life and and get them thinking about the big picture and, and understanding that 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 life is not just about uh, what you have on or. Um, you know, what comes comes out of your mouth, but but what are you doing to to be a productive citizen? What are you doing to make uh, your city or your state or your country a better place uh, or even the world? And so uh, we we are really excited about this new club that we're starting at our school.
3: Right, now, I, I think that is, you're right, that's my kind of stuff and, and so needed. It reminds me of the Raising Men Lawn Care Service in Huntsville. I don't know if you've seen that floating around. It's, it's I've been I've shared it quite a bit but it is is where this this one man had a vision or, or took a vision and ran off with it and he he grabbed these young boys and he actually cut lawns for free elderly women um single women they they cut yards for free and so he'll grab young men and they'll go out and they do their part and the look on the faces of those young men, and it's not—it's it's not so much. Of course, it's about giving, in which I really feel that everyone, or most everyone, truly has a heart to give back in whatever capacity they're able to. But when you get into um, male versus female things like tying a tie, I cannot cannot tell you how many young men having interviews or getting ready to go to functions. That feels some kind of way about their manhood because I don't know how to tie a tie and I don't feel comfortable asking someone. So we can even tie that into tonight's topic with issues. This one thing that that seems so small and irrelevant really (laughs) Um, in the eyes of some will make a young man who is, who is reaching manhood or going into manhood or, or going to college or having an interview, a job interview, and they can't tie a tie, and they feel some kind of way about asking someone. Um, so it's just, I mean, things like, it's little things like that that will make a huge difference. Later on in a person's life, so that they will not have these complexes, these issues that again seem so small and so irrelevant. But the world does not make it a pleasing place to say, "Listen, I have an issue here. I don't know how to do this. I have a problem with this. This bothers me." Because what what I think we do is we we uphold the lies or the fakeness in people, or we want to get we want to get not the real you. I guess there's a way to say you yeah. We don't want to know what your issues are, what you need help with. Uh, we say we don't, but then behind the scenes when it comes out, um, then I think we're ready to talk about it. And so I was going to get into to that tonight about, you know, bringing stuff to the forefront and things like that. Again, it seems small and it seems like a, a just something that may, pe- may, people may think is so irrelevant to life and a person's life growing up, you don't. You have no idea the difference you'll make. You'll make because so many young boys, a lot of them don't have a tie. So how are they going to learn? And then when it comes time to they where they need one, and they don't know how to do it. Imagine an eighteen, nineteen year old, even with changing or checking the oil in a car, changing a tire. People really have issues when they find themselves at a place or or an age in life where they are expected to know something that no one has ever introduced them to. And same mm-hmm. with, with women. So, and, and we don't realize what an issue or the issues it can cause in one's life, who is, who is starting out fresh, who's looking at this huge world as a young man, but I don't know how to do things that society says a young man should know how to do imagine what what that plants in the mind of a young man. And then again yeah. we have so many people running so many men running around that won't teach them. And and women I mean even if I think we try to do it as women, I don't think it's received the same. Man yeah. stuff is man stuff, some of them. so uh, great job, great job. But if if for, if you haven't heard about the Raising Men Lawn Care Service, look it up because it, it is just um, an awesome, awesome um, thing that this young boy is doing. And again, he tar- they charge they charge nothing for this service, so uh, I like that. I like that shirt and tie club. So, Rodney, will they have to wear shirt and tie just what one Thursday out of the week or month, or how does that work?
4: Oh no, uh we are going to wear shirts and ties uh once a week. Once a week we're going to put on okay. shirts and ties and so um the boys will be wearing shirts and ties, but what is also good is that um another colleague of mine has uh decided to start a uh girls club and so we're looking forward to uh bringing the two clubs together so um, they'll be wearing shirts and ties um once a week the boys will uh but it's gonna it, we're really gonna focus on the um i guess behavior piece we really want these boys to understand what it means to be a gentleman and i know my my colleague uh Dina Hamad is gonna really uh uh get the girls uh going with uh with with what they're doing and so um I don't know. Like I, I I'm just really excited. I I I like working with young people as you know that. Um but I feel like my school is i is, is in a good place and we and we're trying to do uh great things, so Mayfield is on the map, I guess.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well hats off to you, hats off to you. So um keep us updated on that and I guess let us know. Uh, if we can help, maybe somebody wants to donate some ties that uh that they're not using, or hey, maybe open up no. a PO box to where people just send you a tie every now and then. So, because I'm sure you know, kids will need them. With wearing once a week, they they want a variety of uh, oh, choices. absolutely,
4: so keep and, us and if people want to donate ties, if they want to uh, donate shirts, um, you know, our boys are. Uh, you know they're eleven and twelve years old, so if people want to donate uh shirts and ties uh that would be great if if people want to volunteer in any kind of way if they have uh ideas or suggestions or you know projects that they're working on most definitely uh, it, uh I think it' would be great uh we serve a lot of um uh hispanic uh students we serve a lot of uh free and reduced uh students in our city and so uh I think this would be be really good for them, and so we want to give them as many opportunities as possible, just to see. Hey, Riley, what, what about like, what what what, what, what I mean? about Have
3: you thought about a tie? Uh, what have you thought about doing a tie and shirt drive? To so where maybe one Saturday morning you you just kind of tell the public about it and have people come by and they can bring their shirts, drop it off in the box, keep it moving. They can drive we, around, make it a drive-through. Drop off a tie, drop off have, a shirt, or both.
4: We have not thought about that, but you know what? That is a great idea. So we we, we will definitely put that into action. Uh, I think that's a great idea. Uh, we could we could definitely uh, stand some ties. And what I thought was great, Tammy, was when we did it on the broadcast. And so we have about twelve hundred kids in our school, and about one hundred seventy-five or so staff members. And when people. Uh the kids and the adults found out what we were doing. Everyone immediately got excited. There were boys coming up to me in the cafeteria saying, "You know what? I'm gonna wear a tie as soon as you start doing this. I'm gonna wear a bow tie uh, it 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 was just awesome to see how excited these these uh these boys got and so uh again we're we're just trying to instill in them that It is okay to be a gentleman. It's okay to know how to tie a tie. It's okay to speak standard English um, because I know, especially if you're a minority, really, if you're black, if you speak standard English, it's called talking white. And we want them to understand that it is okay to speak standard English. We want them to understand it is okay To look nice when you leave the house It it is okay to wear a shirt and tie You don't always have to have on a t-shirt A pair of basketball shorts Some Jordans It's okay to walk out the house And feel like you know what I'm about to go and conquer the world And so uh, that's what we're trying to instill in them You know it's okay to open the door for ladies Um, You know If you know how to set a table Like these are things that they need To know how to do Whether they ever use them in life or not These are things that they know that they should know how to do. And so um Okay. We we're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna do this shirt and tie drive. I like that idea. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, well great, great, great. All right, we're well, moving right along. Um just wanna remind you all that the chat line is open. So for those of you who are registered followers and you want to listen online um and be able to chat there with us please do so if you are not a registered follower and you'd like to be able to chat with us during the live show. uh, Just go and register as a follower of the show. It's quick, simple, and easy. You can actually do it using your um, Facebook profile and maybe even Twitter, I'm not sure, but I know you can do it using Facebook or you can create a username and password that is not associated with your Facebook account Um, that leaves you anonymous, of course, if that's what you'd like to be. But that is a way of keeping up with us um, when the shows are posted and things like that. You're automatically notified. So if you have not and like to, please do so. Of course, you can always uh, listen through the event page, which I did go ahead and do uh, this week as well. And for some reason, Facebook was not tripping this week. They allowed me to invite, 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 and so I did. Um We'll, if that changes, I don't know. If it will change, I don't know. But we'll I'll continue to do it as long as they are cooperative um, with creating the event page. And, again, you can just click the link from there and listen directly, and you can uh, interact with us there on Facebook as well. We'll be back and forth checking our messages and the event page as well. The, also, you can listen by phone, 818 691 Eight one eight six nine one seven four zero six, and that is the best way if you want to comment or, or ask a question live. Basically, that's the only way for the live part. Um, I've not shared this in quite a while, Rodney, and, and, and I don't remember if I've shared it since we've been doing this together, but we're also available on iTunes, so you can iTunes, um, just enter in the Google search or your engine search, iTunes, Butterfly Evolution, and you can listen to any of the archives, Archive shows there. Download them, however, you want to do it. But we're also there as well, and of course on Twitter. So if you are not able to, or you want to share the show after the show with someone, please just you know direct them to either of those, and of course the butterflyevolution.org or the blogtalkradio.com forward slash butterfly evolution, or just Google butterfly evolution, and we're, we come up there. So tonight's topic, of course, is for those of you who have not had an opportunity to uh, read the or or look at any of the postings that we posted about the show tonight, the topic for tonight's show is your unresolved issues may be the issue. So we're basically talking about the issues that we have, that we carry on, that we live our life from, that, that becomes our foundation for living in a sense. So, um this this topic came about as I was listening to I was motivated getting myself motivated or in my zone of being motivated I guess and I was looking um actually at Soulful Sunday which has become one of my favorite favorite I guess shows to to listen or to, to look at. And um as I as I listened to the show Sunday, they were talking about, well, one of the speakers actually just spoke about, you know, our unresolved issues that we have and how it affects our walk, our life. And so what I'd like to do is start out just by reading the description for this particular show. And then from there, I'd like to just kind of explain, re-explain Butterfly Evolution and what we really are about um, and why it's so necessary Um So let me go with the the show topic here first. Just get this here. Okay, so the the brief description for this particular show is an unresolved issue is like a disease with the potential to spread into other areas of life and relationships. These issues continue to produce experiences that will heal and develop us, embrace the challenge of, of confronting issues. The long description is a time for reflection. What is the most unresolved issue in your life? What is the one thing that you can't seem to get over? It is said that hurting people hurt people. Therefore, it is safe to assume that the people in your life who have hurt you and continue to hurt you are responding from a place of pain, anger, resentment, unforgiveness, heartache, and more. Dying to live are your unresolved issues holding you back. So a couple of things I want to, to focus on there, and Rodney, jump in anytime you want to here, but a couple of things I wanted to really focus on for from the short description is experiences. These issues continue to produce experiences that will heal and develop us. And what I think we miss here, and as we move through the show, I really want you to think about the question, what is the most unresolved issue in your life? What offends you the most? What leaves you feeling some kind of way? Um, what hurts? What can someone say or do that really feels like someone has snatched a Band-Aid off your, your greatest and, and most painful sore? What is that? And it, you probably have many, but what is the one that keeps coming up through those experiences what keeps happening that makes you feel the same? Because there, if you'll think about that and find the answer to that, there lies your greatest issue. There lies the, one, of, one of the issues that that, are, that is probably your greatest problem, your greatest issue. It's, it's truly the foundation of it all. And we all have different different ones, of course, because we all we all have different purposes. We all have different paths. We all certainly have a different paradigm, um, our view of life uh, that we're, we're looking from. But as we work through tonight's show, please, please um, think about that. If you don't know right off, spend, spend some time after the show and this week thinking about what is my greatest, what is my greatest issue, what offends me the most what takes me back to that place, because there you will find a common denominator. You'll find one or two specific things that really, really stand out to you. And then before I turn it over to you, Rodney, the, I want just, to just put emphasis on butterfly evolution and what we're about. And it's so, so important to me. I want to say this, and I think I said it last week and maybe the, the week before, um, because I find myself being sent back to, why did you start this? What was your goal? Um what do you, what were you expecting to get out of this when you started this? What was the assignment? Because I I'll, I'll be honest with you, I was starting to lose my um my fire for it because you feel like, wow, are we really are we really making a difference rodney like are we really making a, a difference in the lives of others
2: <laughs> and we
3: know that we, i mean really we know that we are and, and 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 believe me i get over it i i really do get over it and i have i have no plans and no no true desire to stop it but you but i still find myself some days thinking um what are we doing here and, and why and are we really holding up to that passion, that purpose, our desire for change, and I say we are, we are because if not if if nobody else is getting it, I'm getting it. If nobody else is realizing and learning um about the inside, what's going on, I can tell you for sure that I am, so although it started out, started out, we're gonna help people, we're gonna help people um get it together, pull life together, be happy, change. boy, did I know. I was part of that people. And what's so important with issues is realizing that you're always going to be part of those people with those issues. It's not issues that we can make go away. It's how we handle and if we handle those issues. So butterfly evolution, basically the name butterfly came because of of pure fascination um, of the butterfly and what – the process of its transition into the caterpillar was was or was and, and is absolutely amazing to me and as you equate that to life the best way to look at that is there may be nothing about your life looking back nothing even if you don't look back look now today there may be nothing about your life that says you are a butterfly or you you will become that beautiful butterfly, you may see yourself as forever a caterpillar. And so I I beg to differ. I think we all have the capacity, the capabilities to be that butterfly, to be and to do uh, what we were put here to do, to live out our purpose passionately, to be so involved into it until it's what we do. And then, of course, evolution. Evolution basically means, and I know, Ronnie, we've got some, we've gotten some. I don't know if if you've ever seen any of this, but I know some people are truly, truly, truly. Um, I guess in, I wouldn't say in awe about the name, but they don't really understand what evolution is. We have, you know, we have people that uh, if you if you get to talking about nature or The importance of nature with growing spiritually and being connected. Then people think, "Oh, you must not believe in God, or you're some type of crazy person." But evolution, to me, when I when I started to search the word, it's about development. It it actually words that mean the same. The synonyms are development, progress, progression, and advancement. So once you become that butterfly, then you are expected. My opinion to develop to progress to advance to become the better version of you, and in order to do that we we must be willing to deal with issues we, we must not we can no longer run from things that make us self reflect that make us own up to who we really are and what has gotten us here what what has what has taken me what has been my foundation what has been my my trajectory, and why. It's, it's, it's like the who, what, when, where, why, but more importantly, how. How did this person get in my life and, and be able to, um, I guess, alter it, whether for the good or the bad? And why? Why am I here? What am I doing? Um, so it's so many questions, and I think that's why we, we run from issues is because issues are not always about the other person. Issues are really about you and what's going on in your head, in your mind, and what has led you to think the way that that you that you think. So that's kind of where um, where I want to go with it tonight. Again, it's, it's coming back to you. It's coming back to self reflection, self awareness, being conscious of what's going on in your life. Because again, you cannot you cannot. Take away issues. You cannot remove issues from your life. There's always going to be something to deal with. It's just a matter of are you willing to deal with it? And in dealing with it, are you willing to deal with it honestly? Taking the blame off of someone else, owning your part in this issue, getting getting over the hump of it. And so, uh, Rodney, I'm going to pass it over to you. And when, we, when, when I come back on, I want to break down the word uh unresolved an issue and then I want to uh share a Bible verse that uh is gonna kind of kinda of go into some other things. So I'll turn it over to you.
4: Well <laughs> Tammy I Tammy, I think you said a uh I think you said a mouthful um, and <laughs> I think this th- th- this topic is very timely. And I think that uh, it all comes back to forgiveness. And if we would just learn about forgiveness, I think that uh, things would be so much different. But I don't want to get into that too much just yet because I think you and I may have the same scripture uh, that we're going to bring up. Uh That that's that that's just a thought. Uh but we do have a caller, but before we bring in our caller, um I do want to remind everyone before we bring in our caller that uh we are live on Facebook. Tammy, me I did figure this thing out, so I've been posting on Facebook, which you you'll probably see in a little bit. Uh but for those of you out there uh on Facebook or other social media sites, uh do do tune in to the show. Uh tonight we're talking about uh issues that you may have thought were gone, but uh they're still there. We're talking about unresolved issues on the butterfly evolution show. And your go ahead, Tammy.
3: Before you pull the collar in, I want to because I'm pretty sure I see who that is. So I'm pretty sure he'll have more to say. I want to read this this Bible verse. Go ahead, you can pull him in, but I want to go over the Bible verse and say a few more things because I think it'll I think he'll want to uh, comment on that as well.
4: I got you. Uh, I'll make sure I turn it back over to you. But I do want to let you guys know uh, who are listening uh, on Facebook. I do want to let you guys know. Uh the number to dial in is eight one eight six nine one seven four zero six. You can also listen uh live by just following the link that we provided on Facebook. But we want you to tune into the show because your answer, your deliverance may be in tonight's topic. uh I'm gonna say it again. Unresolved issues I think go back to uh unforgiveness, uh, but that's uh just where I said on this topic. But uh before we get into uh this the scripture before I'm sorry, before we get into uh uh the caller and caller we are gonna pull you in. Uh we got you. And Tammy I confirmed who who I believe the, uh it was on uh on Facebook. So uh so so he's patiently waiting. But uh Tammy's gonna read uh this scripture and we, we want you guys to uh join the conversation. Don't just sit back. Uh, we know that you are watching the Steelers beat the Redskins twenty four to sixteen. Uh but it's gonna be <laughs> It's going to be a classic finish to the football game, but you don't want to miss this show. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, stay with us. Stay with us. Tammy, go ahead, and then we're going to pull in our caller.
3: Well, Ronnie, you're right about the forgiveness, and I I think the first we we overlook this part. Again, it comes back to self. We overlook forgive, forgiving self. We, we put so much emphasis outside the world, and we feel like um, people – we want people to forgive us if we if we ever own up to we did something wrong secondly we we are really um we really don't forgive easily, and again, I feel that is because of issues that we have not dealt with but the 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 best person to forgive and it starts with is you. You have to forgive yourself for any part that you've played. In your getting to where you are and having the issues that you have, again, because we cannot continue to blame people for how we feel. The choice is ours. We allow people in. We allow things in. Now, what's your attitude about that? How are you going to address it? Will you address it? So, um, you're right. Forgiveness is, is is one of the the first things we have to do. But also, the first person we have to forgive is ourselves for whatever. You own whatever that is, um, but I, I wanted agree. to just kind of break down unresolved and then issue and is it simple as simple as this sounds, but I, I feel we, we we use words or we hear words and we just assume that we totally understand the importance or that or or non importance of of it in our lives and what it what it does to us and as we know and we said here words have power in our lives words. Words are the starting point. It is, it is the engine, um, to our, one of the engines to our lives. So unresolved, words that mean the same, unsettled, unanswered, clear. And as it relates to a person, it's being uncertain about what to think or what to do. So think about that. Unresolved issues, it leaves one uncertain about what to think, or what to do. As Rodney said about forgiveness, how can you forgive a person if you don't know what to think about or what to do about or if you don't really understand what you are to forgive or and, and why? So that is, again, unresolved, unsettled, un, unanswered, and unclear. Issue. And the topic is unresolved issues may be the issue or your issue. Words that mean the same as issue, problem, concern, dispute. So think about that. Um, and think about uh, when you put those together, this is what came to mind for me. When you put unresolved and an issue together, unresolved issues, you think about banking. And I use this because we all love our money. We want our money to, to work for us. But if you have a pending and, and that's basically what this is when you have unresolved. It's just like a pending transaction. Say you, you know you have X amount of dollars in the bank, but you've written a check for half of that. But you're, every time you check your bank account, it just says pending, pending, pending. You never know when they're going to take it out. You never know. But as soon as you decide, well, they're not going to take it out, I'm going to go ahead and spend it. And they take it out. Now you have, you have an issue. You have a banking issue, a financial issue. That's what happens with our issues in life. We, we just keep letting these things run through, pending your forgiveness, as Rodney said, pending you're doing something about this. You're fixing this, not me. It's always pending. And, it, and when, when something shows up, so when they pull that money out, when someone pulls from you something you don't have to give because you're depleted in that area, you have an issue. And the cycle starts over and over and over again because what you're going to have to do in the banking transaction, you have to deposit something now. You have to deposit some money to, to take care of that. Well, oftentimes we feel like we have nothing else to deposit. I'm depleted in this area of unforgiveness. I'm depleted in this area of anger because people keep making me angry. People keep making me feel some kind of way. So we're waiting for someone else to resolve our issues. Now and I'm gonna read the verse and I'm gonna turn it over to the to the phone line this is Romans 12 and two so right now I don't know if that's the one you had it's it's it's, it's a little off but the reason I, I picked this one I because we're talking about um issues and I believe the other thing to issues is being transformed um, by the renewing of your mind but as I went back to this verse and of course I started at the beginning, not with just two because we're so we so often go to just the part. Of Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. But let's let's see what happens or what we're told before that. And it, it goes this way. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, that's the King James Version. I want to read the International Version. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, This to me, and then we'll bring the caller in, Rodney, but this to me, we we skip over the part. We skip over the part about making your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And this to me leads to not being conformed to the patterns of this world because you're focused on being pleasing to God. So that means you're going to want to deal with your issues. You're going to want to forgive people. You're trying to please God. So that you don't conform to the patterns of this world. So that there's, there is a need because it says, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, How can you renew your mind if you never really want to deal with your issues? If you don't want to deal with them, you're somehow disowning them. And now they're showing up in your life, in your relationships, even the relationship that you have with God. So I just felt so particular how we, it's like we want, we want the meal, but we don't want to cook. We want the meal, but we don't want to go to the grocery store to get the items that it, we need to cook with, with for that meal. We want the happy marriage with the white picket fence, but we don't want to study what will it take to be happy in a marriage. What will it take to do my part in this? What is my part? We just want the afterwards. So we want the transformed mind but we don't want to cement our bodies. And so I know that's, that's a bit far-fetched out there, but the goal here is to get you to look at this outside of just plain old issues. I'm mad at you, you mad at me, you didn't do this, now I have an issue, you fix it. That's not the way it happens. And we've got to stop letting the world tell us how, when, what, where, and why. Because, again, everybody's coming from a different place. This world certainly is coming from a different place. That's why the word says, "Don't conform to the patterns of it." And you've heard Rodney and I say, "Here, we're not conformed anymore. We're addicted. We're we own the patterns of this world." So, okay, Rodney, go ahead, pull that caller in. Did we lose you, Rodney? Okay, maybe we did. Well, caller, we're pulling you in from four zero four one zero three seven. Caller, you're on the air with us.
5: I'm back, by the
4: way. Go ahead, Bo. Bo, are Did you there? Can we move, Bo, too? Are we here? Yeah. Can you hear me? Uh, a little bit. There's a, there's a little bit of uh, stat uh, static in the background. Can you hear me
2: now?
1: Go ahead, Bo. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Uh, Rodney? How you doing, Tammy? Hey, hey, we're, we're, we're good. good. How are man? You? How are you? Hey, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Ah, well. I'm yeah. to pose a question to both of you. and I want to pose a question to you, Tammy. Um. And the question is, he said, how do my unresolved issues become an issue? My question that I posed to both of you before I start talking is, when you're eight or nine years old, how do you know that you have an issue? You understand what I'm saying, and after I get to talking, I want you both to give me your insight on, you know, being eight or nine years old, not knowing that you have an issue. Now, this stuff that you guys are talking about tonight, is ringing home at me because um, I have a I have a real I have a real problem um, stemming from that. Well, should I say I had a real problem stemming from that. And I want you guys to go with me, you know, back in my mind as I go back in my mind to, you know, to talk about, you know, my childhood and what happened to me. And I'm going to make this as quick as I can be uh, because it does have relevance to to everything that you're talking about tonight. Um, Today, you know, I celebrated, you know, on the 12th, my 47th birthday, you you know, and I'm glad that God allowed me to see that but I want to go back to when I was eight or nine years old and I was just a little fat kid. So my mother and father, you know, to me, they didn't really see me as, um, you know, useful, you know what I mean? Because I was big, I was lazy.
2: And,
1: you know, he was athletic, played football, you know what I mean? Raced bicycles. Well, anyway, this dude came to live with us because his mother had 13 kids. And there was really no room for them. To make a long story short, this kid was molesting me. Um, he would put his mouth on me. Now I know it was a mouth. Then I didn't know it was a mouth. But he would cover my cover my face with a pillow, put his mouth on me, and I just know it was wet and warm. I, I didn't understand what it was or, you know, whatever. And I'd tell my mom and my dad, and they wouldn't believe me. Uh, other times, you know, I wake up, I got Vaseline in my little tail, or, you know, with a finger or whatever it takes, be. And you know, what I mean, I'm today. I'm, I can admit this today. I can talk about this today. But there was a time when I couldn't talk about it. There was a time when it like it drove me to 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 kill myself. But I'm, I'm giving it to you as raw and as uncut as I can because your unresolved issues do become an issue if you don't have them resolved. Uh, like I said, he was doing things for me. And my parents didn't believe me um, and then one day, all of a sudden, my mom and dad were going to, to church and left us there at the house on a Tuesday night, and they came back early, you know what I mean and he had he had drug the juice put drugs in the juice, and I you know being the greedy all and... his intentions was to rape me. But my dad and mom came back early, and the only thing they caught was the fact that he had already stripped my clothes off me. So they called the paramedics, and the paramedics came to our house and they told my mom and dad that I hadn't been penetrated, but I was oiled up. So my dad jumped on the boy, and he went away. About three to four months later, they let him back in my home. So mm. I ran away, and I went to stay with my dad's sister. You know what I mean? And I just, I just didn't understand how could you let somebody back in my home who had done this to me? And I start in my mind's eye, I, I knew I wasn't, I knew I wasn't supposed to be able to do. So I started to rebel in my mind to prove that I was a man, to prove that I was gonna be a man. And I made a vow to never hurt a kid. That that was that was going on in my mind psychologically, not even knowing that I had a problem not knowing that this train of thought was going to become a problem. So, growing up, whenever something was was if it had I would just look. Hey, I got hey Bo, it. hey Bo,
3: hey Bo. We we yeah. we are getting like a a little bit of what you're saying and I want to make sure we get it all. You're going in and out a little bit. So, I want to make sure we really get this so for the most part, we can hear you, but every now and then, we lose you a little.
1: Okay, can you hear me now?
3: Uh-huh, we can hear you now.
1: Okay. Now, as I was saying, now can you hear me?
2: Uh-huh, can you hear we can me? hear you.
1: Okay, yep. as I was saying, uh, as I grew up, I didn't realize, you know what I mean, the effect that it had on me, you know, the molestation thing and, you know, him assaulting me like that. I didn't realize it had an impact, an impact on my life, you know, until I became, you know, older became adult. But growing up, 13, 14, 15 years old, I developed a mind frame. My mind frame was if, if I could get into trouble, I got into trouble because that's what real black men did. I, my word was niggas back then. Real niggas got in trouble. Real niggas went to jail. Real niggas went to prison. And that was my concept. My concept was I had to do these things to prove that I was a man, that I wasn't going to be a fag, that I wasn't going to be gay, and I wasn't soft. So if it was any trouble to get into Tammy Rodney, I got into it. You know what I mean? If it was robbing the next dude, I robbed drugs. I did drugs. If If it was going to school, robbing folks at school, I did those things. You know what I mean? I
2: did.
1: And that thing.
4: Hey, Tammy.
3: Hey, Bo, we're losing did you, you again. To, um,
4: yeah, did you want to jump yeah, in, let in let here? Because uh, we keep losing, Bo. Yeah, go ahead and let jump, jump in, Tammy.
3: Because, yeah, because yeah, I think we got the gist of it, Bo, and thank you for sharing. Um, couple of things come to mind and I'll go back to what Rodney said with forgiveness. And I'm gonna bring bring it back to what I said, forgive yourself first. And as crazy as that sounds, 'cause some people probably thinking, Why in the hell does he have to forgive himself? And the reason I say that because somewhere in in, in your mind, somewhere, there is something it you, it may not have registered with you at this point in life, but if nothing but for the reaction to what happened to you, your your reaction to, and with 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 all rights, with all rights, you had um, the right to react. But this is where we have to take ownership when we get to a point in life where, because because you said you did not, you would not talk about it. We also must understand why we don't talk about things again because society doesn't allow or give us permission to deal with issues, to deal with truth. Even the Bible, in some way, shape, form, or fashion, I believe, this is Tammy speaking, that we've allowed the Bible to keep us in bondage when it was really given to us to set us free. Because and I'm gonna and I'm gonna go now to your parents, you gotta realize and own and this is where we really start to avoid truth and dealing with issues when it comes to parents. Your parents failed you, and that's a hard pill to swallow. Your parents failed you. The greatest tragedy, oh, and I, I wish I can, I, can remember, I wish I could remember who said this, and I, it doesn't really matter, but I didn't say it, but I heard this: The greatest tragedy in tragedy is pretending that tragedy didn't happen. All the while looking your tragedy in the face Oh I can't even imagine Well I I take that back because I can I can't imagine from your perspective But I can from my own perspective Your tragedy happened At the hand of your parents And then they let this man back in And now you got to pretend To love, honor, and respect People who were To protect you So now you got to forgive them and, but first of all, you got to first say y'all failed me because we are so quick to say, "Oh, I had the best parents in the world." And they did all they did the best they can do. When you when that's a lie, that's that's a flat out lie. Because to let somebody back in your house and you know and you caught doing this to your child, you failed me. So let's get that out of the way. That doesn't make you not my parents. That doesn't make me not love you, but you failed me. And if nothing else, can you say I'm sorry and how can I write this wrong? Whereas people don't want to do that because they don't want to deal with issues that says you have an issue. You have a problem. You did something wrong here. You need to make this right. We're so busy saying you fix it because I did nothing wrong. You deal with it because I did nothing wrong. So that's the first two things, or if you want to count it as one forgiveness, forgive yourself and forgive your parents. Forgive your parents after after if it's possible, and if it's no longer possible, as crazy as this may sound to some as well, but I say it can sound crazy to you, but if it helps heal my soul, then i'm going to try it i'm going to do it if you're not able to tell your parents how you feel at this point, then write a letter. What you do with the letter, you mail it, don't mail it. If you're not able to give it to them, you, you, you can't, you just can't. But but journaling, writing, putting your thoughts out, and then dealing with those thoughts is major. Society will probably say men don't write out their problems. That's not what men do. Stop, let's look at society. What society is telling people is it working? Look at us as a people, as a whole, the issues that we deal with. People take medicine to get up. People take medicine to stay up. And people take medicine to go to sleep in today's society. So you got to figure out what works for you. And I, and, and we have to start with the forgiveness. And how do you know at 8 or 9? You really don't know at 8 or 9? You probably see some differences and some, some recognize some challenges. You probably don't understand, I should say. But our parents, I'm going right back to our parents, our parents set our paradigm. Our parents set our foundation, the trajectory of what, how we see the world and what the world will offer us, what the world has to give us. Our parents, are, our guardians, are the foundation for that. And I I truly believe we first, as as human beings, have to be honest. And I'm not saying disrespect, dishonor your your parents. I'm not saying that. But we have to be honest about where we came from and what we went through coming from that and how we dealt with it. But certainly, certainly after you get of age and you know God for yourself, and I believe that's why Romans 12 and 2 tell us to renew our mind because God knows that that there's something to renew it from. And if you don't renew your mind from something that happened like it happened to you, Bo, if you don't renew your mind and deal with those issues, you will keep going through cycle after cycle after cycle, finding yourself, I don't know if you were in on the beginning of the show, coming to those experiences that that are being sent your way to get you out of this issue. You keep going through experiences that why am I so angry why I still come why I still end up at the same place or the same type of place or the same issue or the same feelings It's because you gotta get real with the issue, get mad with the issue, get mad, get real with it, but deal with it, and that's however you need to deal with it as a man as a as a Father, as a son, as a husband, how do you need to deal with it? In the first way, forgiveness, honest, honesty, and truth. And do it the way that Bo needs to do it, not for anybody else, because Bo went through it. Bo experienced the tragedy, nobody else. Only Bo knows what it did to Bo and how the mark that it left on him. That's all you can do. Separate yourself from people and the world. Get in touch with God and find out, how do I get over this? What do I do in this? And take it from there. But forgive yourself.
4: Tammy, I'm going to jump back in here. Uh, this is Rodney, and I'm I'm going to say this first. Uh, this is better than Monday Night Football, and I'm a football lover. But these are the conversations that we need to be having. Because we as a people need to understand that until we heal individually, we cannot help a group. Until we as individuals, we can't help a nation. Until we heal as individuals, we are no good to ourselves or anybody else. And we got to understand that. I'm gonna go back to something that you said to me that stuck with me, and that was the greatest cra- the the greatest tragedy is not understanding or not knowing that a tragedy ever happened. And then you touched on. It's pretending on
2: that it doesn't happen.
4: Pretending that it doesn't happen. Recognizing. Mm-hmm. Not thinking that it ever. That that it ever existed in the first place Not wanting to ever Confess That Our parents Raised us Out of ignorance They did the best they could With what they had But not everything they taught us Was of God The God that we preach about The God that we read about the God that we witness and tell other people about. Because what happened was the same tricks, and Bo, we, we we got you. We're coming back to you. The same tricks that were used, the same tactics that kept people in slavery or kept people enslaved for 500 years, are the same things we started implementing in our families. We had a problem with beatings, but we didn't have a problem with beating our own kids. We had a problem with the Bible being taken and manipulated or used to manipulate us But now we do the same thing The same way Those Slave owners Use the Bible To justify Their wrongdoing Look at what these preachers Are doing now They're using the same Bible To get the same results And we let them We are so afraid To go against the grain We would rather be ignorant. We would rather not get educated. We would rather just accept things that we don't even feel comfortable about. These unresolved issues, they come from everywhere. We are messed up on the inside and trying to fix everything on the outside. We haven't gotten our own hearts right yet. We're going to preach to somebody. We've had failed relationship after failed relationship after failed relationship, and guess what? Our number one goal is to help somebody find their soul mate. We can't keep a job, but we're going to tell you how tell you how to save a dollar. We do things backwards And the primary reason I think Tammy Goes back to what you read Romans 12 and 2 The Bible said be not conformed Guess what we did we conformed To be not conformed to this world But be ye transformed By the renewing of your mind But we conformed to this world We have never transformed And our minds Have not been renewed Because we believe Everything that we're told And see When you tell When you point scriptures out to people That go against what they've been told They get real scared When people tell me, tell me When they say Nobody's perfect I always say to them, well, read James 3 and 2. Tell me what it says. And there are a few other scriptures that talk about perfection. And then they want to, like, give me these long explanations. Don't give me no explanation. The Bible says you can be perfect. The Bible says be perfect. That's what the Bible says. So why are you trying to explain to me why I cannot be perfect? But they preaching to me from the same Bible That says that I can But see the problem is We're going off of what the world says The world says Nobody's perfect So the church says Nobody's perfect So when somebody Pulls out scriptures that says Be perfect Or you can be perfect They don't want to hear it and then people don't want to believe that there are scriptures that say God does not love everybody. There are scriptures that say that. It says the Lord hated, and it and it talks about a certain type of people. But people don't want to believe that. We have. A lot of unresolved issues, him, and I'm gonna say they all start in our hearts.
3: Okay, let's bring Bo. You want to bring? I just brought Bo back in, and hopefully we. Can, Bo, are you oh, there? Oh,
4: absolutely.
1: With yep. Okay. Can you hear
3: me? Okay.
1: Yep. We can hear you. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, it's, it's raining over here on this side, so. Um, if they tend to hear something in the background it's Maybe because of that reason uh, okay. To go back to what we were talking about, Tammy um, I agree with you 100% You know, my, my parents did fail me um, But like, you know, back then You know, I didn't know that, you know that was, That's what it was, you know what I mean My father was a preacher My mom was an evangelist You know, and he told me you know, forgiveness is what God wants us to do. But then I kept thinking in my mind, you know, um, what kind of God would allow something like that to happen to a kid? You know, so you know, I became angry. I really did. I became angry, and if if Smith in or to do whatever, tuition became my goal in life. You know what I mean? Um, right. Going to jail, going to prison, you know what I mean? Doing those type of things. I wasn't scared. If I I went to jail, I fought while I was in there. That's what a man was supposed to do. If I went to prison and I got stabbed or I stabbed a dude, that's what a man was supposed to do. Fighting in prison, that's what a man was supposed to do. You know what I mean? I, I did everything that I thought the streets taught me that real Negroes did. And that's who raised me. The streets raised me. You know what I mean? Like I said, this guy had totally just messed up my head, and I didn't even know I was messed up in the head because prison life became like ordinary life for me. If I didn't make it on the street, oh, well, I can always go back to the chain Act. You know what I mean? And that's not, uh, that's not sane thinking. But because I didn't know that I had a problem was a problem. You know what I mean? So, but but Bo, let
3: me ask you a question. That. Because, but let me ask you a question, and 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 uh-huh. this is this is where I'm. I'm gonna call this. I, I keep using this word, you guys, because I can't say it enough. I remember the first time I heard this word. I that sounds like the craziest thing in the world for me. Paradigm. See, because mm-hmm. now it, it's time for you to consciously make that paradigm shift. You had something. You had a cause, and you and you you it had an effect on you. And all of the effect on you is not basic not based upon what happened, what was allowed to happen to you. And this is why I say you gotta forgive yourself because I hear you I hear you say what and, and not to the I don't think you say this um in the sense of, of I think you say it to just show what it did to you and where and where you've come from. But subconsciously right. when you say you know, I did this because this is what I thought a man, this is what Negroes did, or this is what men did, and and I was okay with going back. But see now, Bo is a man. Bo knows God right. for himself. God has right. shown Himself to Bo, and so now, where do you, where, when, and how do you make that paradigm shift? Where does does the view that was put upon you, the foundation that was that was handed over to you that you inherited where do you give that up where do you draw the line and say I'm no longer drinking that milk I'm no longer that 8 or 9 year old boy I'm in control with God's help I'm in control of this life my life what happened to me then is my past I let go of that because I know what men do now I know what right. black men whatever you want to put in front of it. It comes a time when you say, This is what happened to me. This is my inheritance, but this is my future. I have control today. I have it. And once you make that, the next time you talk about this kind of thing, you're helping someone else make that paradigm shift. You're 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 giving this story because you're going to free yourself once you make that paradigm shift and you let it go and you go back and do it the way you need to do it, then you're free. But now, here's where your story becomes God's glory. Here's where right. your your pain becomes part of your purpose. But we hold on to the issues. And, again, you said it. I didn't talk about it. But, again, why don't we, why don't we talk about the things that will free us? Why don't we talk about the hell that was placed upon us? Why don't we talk about the hell that it left inside of us? Why? Because people in general, they don't want to hear it because now you got to face some stuff. You got to face some stuff. The very fact that you're able to come on and and talk about it tonight and share it, that's freeing. That's freeing because it's no longer a bondage to you. That's the okay. way of I, dealing with the
1: issue. Can I jump in and say something yeah. for a minute? Okay. Yeah. I, that problem that I've had is, is dumb. You know what I'm saying? I've been over that. But I just wanted to put in your mind. Remember from the beginning when I said, I want y'all to go with me for a minute while I go back in my mind. Um, and mm-hmm. that paradigm shift that you're talking about, it came. Uh, well, let me let me just go back a minute. How I dealt with the, how I started to deal with. My emotions any time that I would fear you know, checking checking myself, you know what I mean, and saying blaming myself for what happened to me, I would get high. you know what I mean, I would get high to numb the feeling um what stopped it all uh was was tasha tasha was who was the one who helped me overcome that fear, you know what I mean, and she helped me overcome. The drug addiction, um, and to to go into God's calling, I I blamed the dude for so long. I had given him credit mm-hmm. over my life. I had given him, the, you know, so much. And one day, um, I walked, you know, I walked up on him, and uh, I stuck a shotgun in his mouth. And I uh, I was crying. He was at some girl house, and my family ran down there, and it was like, what's going on? And I began to tell him what he did to me, and I asked him why. Did he do me like that when I loved him like a brother? And two things kept me from pulling the trigger. One was he admitted that his brothers had did him like that. And then he said, I thought that's what normal people did." You know what I mean? That's what kept me from ruining my life for the rest of my life is because he told me something that I wasn't even expecting. If he just said something else, we wouldn't even have this conversation because I'd probably be in prison for the rest of my life because I would have pulled a trick. But I, I said that to say this, even after that was done, I turned to drugs to suppress the feelings every time they arose. I would turn to drugs and I would hide from people. I would hide for days. And I and that problem became my personal problem. And when people ask me, what's wrong? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? I wouldn't tell them because I was ashamed of that part. You know what I mean? Today I can mm-hmm. talk about it because God healed me from it. But there was a time when I wouldn't Talk about it, and the reason why I'm talking about it tonight is because you said the magic word. You said, "How does our unresolved hurt our, you know, how does our, you know, however you said it, how does our unresolved, you know, hurt our resolve or whatever, whichever. The, I may be wrong of, of or how I said that, but I'm just thinking that how my past manipulated my my future to the point to where I was going down a hill full speed, no brakes, until I met Tasha. Um, And she was the one who told me that I had a greater purpose. She was the one who helped me to see God's calling on my life. You know what I mean? And I ended up marrying her, which is your cousin. Um, I mean, I can say today that uh, I have a, a, a better outlook on life. I can say today that now, I dedicate my life to helping young men um, that have been through the struggle that I have been through. The ones that can't be reached, I reach them because I know the look in their eyes when they have been sexually assaulted or molested. Because I know what to look for.
3: Hey, hey, Bo, you said something um, that when you put the gun, and then 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 we're gonna we have another caller, but I want but I want to I want to make sure we we get this out. Um, When you put the gun in in the the guy's mouth who did this to you, his response was it was done to him. Yeah, his brothers did it to him. Someone did it to him. And I guarantee you someone, an adult, knew that, and the issues were not dealt with. And so we have this repeated cycle that continues to happen because of unresolved issues. Keep it quiet. Don't, don't let this out. You know, we, 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 we have this thing about what happens in this family stays in this family. Well, why, why, why when, when we know that it is going to stop someone's life? And that's, that's, a, it, that's, a, that's exactly what it does. It stops the life of the person that it is done to. And so we just keep repeating the cycle of unresolved issues. We don't talk about it. We continue to place the blame. We're always looking for someone else to fix it. When people, you just got to take control of your life and fix it. You have to take control and do own you. Do what's best for you. Own you. Speak your truth. Live your truth. Do your truth. And, and both you, you, the testimony, you must tell it because I, I cannot tell you, people, how many of our young boys and girls have been molested. Cannot tell you the number of, of I can speak for young girls more than I can boys because that's, that's, that's my passion. But I cannot tell you how many fathers, the little girls that you leave behind for another man to take care of, I cannot tell you how much danger you're putting them in. No words can tell you. When you sit in a room full of young girls and more than half of them have been molested and there's no father in sight, and if he is in sight, he's, he's rarely there. So, again, you keep letting these cycles go on and go on and go on because of your unresolved issues. So it's not just about you. It's about your offspring. It's about the children that you bring into this world, that because of your issues, you don't even know how to parent. You don't know where to begin or what to do. That's how your unresolved issues become your issues or the issue. That's how. That's how.
4: Tammy and Bo, this is right I'm gonna hop in here uh, for just a second. Uh, my former pastor, um, I think he had a good take on it, and what he said was, "If you don't forgive," People who hurt you or do you wrong You've now Lost twice and his point Was They got you the first time when they hurt you Regardless of what they did Broke your heart Kidnapped you Molested you raped you uh, Anything You know you, you caught them cheating In a relationship they left you for Another man another woman Whatever it is When that happened, they got you the first time. But when the dust settles and you're still holding on to that thing, they've now got you a second time. Because not only did you get hurt by their actions, but now you are hurt because your inability to forgive them. So now you've lost twice. And he finished it by saying, the people you are hurt with or mad with, angry with, upset with, can't forgive, they most likely don't know that you are hurting. But more importantly, they don't even care. And I feel like that is the case in a lot of these situations. We have unresolved issues with people who have hurt us. They've let it go, or they've dismissed it, and yet we are, we are still holding on to it. And until we are honest with, us, with ourselves, because we have to be honest with, uh, we have to be honest with ourselves. We have to recognize that in life, Good things are going to happen to us, but so are bad things. People are going to be fair with us, but people are also going to be unfair with us. People are going to tell us the truth, but then they're going to lie too. People are going to smile on our face and talk about us behind our back. We know these things. We've heard them a million times. But it's not so much what you do, it's how you respond and react to what has been done to you. Whether or not somebody ever says sorry about what they've done shouldn't matter when it relates to you saying, you know what, whether they ever Apologize or not, I forgive them. And I remember Tyler Perry said one time in in one of his movies, the way you know, or maybe one maybe it was one of the actors, the way you know you have forgiven somebody is when you have a chance to get back at them, and you don't, because. We always get that chance We always have a chance To even the score But when you have that chance And you say you know what I'm not even going to bother with it You Have forgiven that person You will never forget what people do to you That's what I believe People hurt you You're never going to forget it. A man cheats on his wife, even if she decides to stay with him, she will never forget him cheating on her. But if that woman can live with that man every day and never hold that over his head, never take her shots when she can, she has forgiven him. And I'm going to go back to that like I did at the beginning of the show. These unresolved issues come from unforgiveness. We have to learn to let things go. We have to learn to forgive people. We have to learn that, you know what? Life is about good and bad, life is about good and evil, life is about sin. And life is about good deeds Even in the Bible Hmm. it says When I want to do good Evil is right there It's right there There's a thin line between everything It's a very thin line And just because somebody does the right thing Doesn't mean they had to We want to believe that they did. We want to believe that it's not in people to do wrong, but it is. We want to believe that people are going to always treat us the way that we treat them, but that's not the case. Even in the book of Isaiah, it tells us that hell is being enlarged every day. There's a reason for that. Stop thinking. Or stop expecting all of these good deeds. Because people go with what's easy, what's convenient, and what's best for them. It has nothing to do with you. So if you walk around thinking that people are going to do the right thing just because it's the right thing to do, you are confusing yourself. you got to understand that wrong is going to happen all the time. But if you are one of those people that allow wrong or allow cheating to influence this good man or this good woman you have in front of you, shame on you. Shame on you. We miss out, Tammy, on our blessings, I believe, because of unresolved issues. You can't walk I, into I, the best part of your life because you never let go of the past. And then, Tammy, we've got to the point where we like to talk about it. We go out on a date. And the first thing we want to bring up is how the last person heard us. That is unattractive. Nobody want to hear about that. We go on a job interview, and they say, well, why us? What's your reason for leaving? And the first thing we say is, well, on the other job, they treated me like this. Some people don't want to hire you. Why are you here talking about that? Because if that's your only reason for leaving, they don't want you. Your new spouse doesn't want to feel like you're only there because the last person did you wrong. They want to know that you're there because you love them. They don't want to know that you're there because they don't believe that you'll cheat. They don't believe that you'll hit on them. Because all that tells me is that if you ever believe the last person won't cheat, if you ever get in your mind that they, that, that person has changed, you'll leave the new person so people get suspicious. you got to have a renewed mindset. you got to believe things are different. you got to believe things have changed. you got to Give people a chance You got to forgive yourself You have to Because otherwise These unresolved Issues Are just going to keep Stacking on top of Each other Until it it Explodes And then you're not Going to understand why You went off about somebody leaving their sock In the middle of the floor But you don't realize You're mad about so many Other things Tammy I remember when I was getting uh, When I was going through my separation My first marriage A close friend at that time He said to me What your Wife is dealing with, he said, Brother, probably not even her fault. He said, But what you got to understand, it's not your fault either. And we have to get to a point where we understand unresolved issues
1: are nothing but destruction go ahead bo yeah i want to jump back in here right for a minute and i just say that um yeah your unresolved issues do become an issue you know what i mean which led me like i said um after um i gave it to god you know what i mean because i had nowhere else to turn and was tired of the same old thing just kept on happening you know, you know, the, the, the jail scene, the pizza, know, it goes in circles. You just keep going, keep going, keep going until you find an answer. My answer happened to be the good Lord. You know what I mean? Um, I turned my will over to him, as I understood. And I made a, a devotion to start helping kids you know what I mean, that were like me, uh, that came from the streets like me, that had no, you know, no one to look up to. Kids that don't have fathers in the home and Kids that um, are, you know just won't talk to their parents about certain things, but they'll talk to a friend or they'll talk to other people. So I dedicate my life to uh, to helping children,
6: and um,
1: I have a, a Facebook um, ministry I call it Tighten Up Ministry. Um, you can uh, submit a request to be friendly Tighten tight Up Ministry if you're listening and you're somebody that's going through either boy or girl, you're having the problems or whatever the case may be, we can talk about those problems on Tighten Up Ministry. Um, for those of you who want to contact me directly, um, I give you my number, call, we can talk, you know what I mean, just get to the bottom of things. Um, also, I'm affiliated uh, with these people in Atlanta, the ones that people that are listening that are in the Atlanta area. Um, one of the companies that, me and my barber shop, we uh, we do community service hours there, meaning that we dedicate our time to the kids that are graduating, and we cut hair for free. Um, but it's called Year Up. I don't know if you heard of it, Tammy, um, Rodney, but it's called Year Up, and what it is is kids between the ages of 18 and 24. It's for them to learn a trade. It's for them to get a uh, um um. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, one year, it's a one-year intense training program that uh, provides low-income young adults in the Atlanta area, um, like I said, ages 18 to 24, with a combination of hands-on skills, developmental skills, college, you can get college credits, and corporate internship. And uh, it's a real, real, really good program. I know since we've been going there cutting hair, we've seen kids graduate. Um mm-hmm. A lot of the kids they they accept them from from youth Defender program where they're in without trouble um a lot of them come out of jail come out of jail and they go to this program and these people man, I tell you they're 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 confined man you wearing, you're wearing shirt suit and tie, ain't no jeans, ain't no none of that every day you're dressed like you're going out into the corporate world um and that kind of, kind of you know, stuck with me to see those young kids doing that. I mean, even, even young girls, they have on slacks or skirt set, heels, whatever, every day, this is how you dress. And you go to this office, and they train you, and they teach you. And once you graduate, you graduate going to a job when you leave the program. You know what I mean? And as a dedication to them, what we would do is, all of the fellows that graduate, we would cut their hair for free. They didn't have to go pay for a haircut. That was just our way of saying, you know, congratulations man, and hope you stay out and this works for you. But it's called Year Up, and those are some people that I deal with also you know, with Tighten Up Ministry. Um, real quick, you know what I mean, before I, I go, just want to say, Tammy uh, right now, I thank y'all for having me on. Um, it, it just feels good to to now be a productive member of society, to be a father, to be a husband, to be a provider, you know what I mean, without having to to use a drug or, you know, have a drug to get over anything that I have been, you know, deemed um, outdone with. Um, I have forgiven the brother for what he did, you know what I'm saying, and I have forgiven myself, you know. Um, today I let nothing. And no one, you know, have reign over what I think or what I do. Because, like I said, I know God that sits high and looks low. And I'm going to continue to serve him, you know what I mean, until I'm not here. Um, I don't get the big head. I don't say that I did this and I did that. It's just that God showed me a new way. He opened up my eyes and let me saw what was before me. You know what I mean? Like I said, through my wife, my kids, that continue to help me grow daily, weekly. You know what I mean? Um, just want to say to my mother-in-law, who's probably listening, thank you for being a help to us with Tyson. Oh, boy, Tyson, I got a chain. Ten, Ty, ten, Tyson, Tyson, got a chain.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's tearing mm-hmm. up everything. He's crawling now and trying to walk and he's tearing up everything. And if it don't be for Cheddar a lot of times, but good God, I So I just want to say to her, you know what I mean? Thank you for everything. Um, and with that, man, you mean, oh, let me get my number. It's 404 uh nine five seven one zero three seven. That's 404 My name is Bo, and this is Tighten Up Ministry. Thank you, Rodney. Thank you,
3: Tony. Thank you, Bo. You're welcome. We actually have another caller, Rodney. You want to go ahead and pull? I think we lost our other caller. Sorry about that, but we kept them out too long. But um, we want to just give everybody, especially with a topic like this, you want to – I remember just listening to radio talk shows, and I just hated when when I felt the need that people wanted to be expressive and really get things out, how they would have to be cut so short. And, and, you know, when we don't have to, we just won't. So – and this is one of those topics I feel that is very freeing. Um, And if we will just talk about it, get it out, be expressive – um, and if we can allow you the time to do that, then, then then it's the best thing to do because, again, your story can be heard um, anywhere by anybody, and it may be a blessing to them. They may have gone through the same thing. So um, thank you for, for being patient to our callers that are still there hanging on and, and want to get in on the conversation. So um, we've pulled in, right, Rodney, 330, I'm sorry, yes, yeah, three three zero four zero nine four. 4094 is that
5: right? Hello. This is uh Hi. Henry. How's everybody go?
3: going? Hey Henry. Doing well, how are you?
5: I'm doing well. How how are you, brother Rodney? Hey man, everything is good, man. Good, good. Yeah, hey, I, I just wanted to first of all I wanted to commend Bo for uh giving his uh testimony. Not everybody wants yeah. to share intimate things like that that can help folks. Um so I, I really salute I salute that brother for doing that. Uh, I, I would like to, you know, I, I've talked to, I'm sure, a few thousand people over the decades that I've been out trying to help folks. And this issue of forgiveness, I remember a uh, uh, um, a lady that had some issues with her dad from childhood, and she literally uh, was starting to hate him. And, she, you know, all she kept hearing from the, the, the church that she was going to the, is that she had to forgive. And she came to me and so, you know, I told her, you know, well, you know, you need to forgive. And she, and, and and I remember when I when I, I looked at her because for some reason I guess she was expecting me to have something more. And I, I remember going home and I began to think, you know, the the Bible, the, the, the preachers, everybody is telling us to forgive but nobody actually explains how do you do this. Because you know, there's different levels of hurt and wound Some people have been hurt from childhood up, and some people actually hurt from the childhood, and the person who hurt you is still hurting you. And these people aren't necessarily asking for forgiveness. You know, they're just as devious and devilish now as they ever were. And so how can you uh, actually make that decision? I remember uh, living in almost fear that one day someone would come to me and ask me how to or oh, oh, why would I um, expect them to accept a God that when they were a, a little child they prayed to that same God and asked for their uncle or whoever to not come upstairs and molest them, and and He didn't stop that from happening. And now you know that you're older. Now you want to come, me to come back and go back to this same God that didn't come and rescue me when I was a child. And I used to live in fear that, that somebody would bring that to me because I wouldn't have known what to have said. You know, I'm out there 20-something years old trying to help people. But I, I'm just going to say this for people. Okay, maybe this can help somebody. This this is the method that I have found to be very effective in learning how to forgive, the actual method of how do you do this. First, you have to be willing. And willing doesn't necessarily mean that you feel like it. Willing it just simply means that you're going to make a decision to do it. Uh, and the, the the message that I use It's going to sound a little crazy But the word repent Really means to do over again You're going to go back and do the thing over again you know, You're going to repent You're going to start a new life all over again You're going to be born again Because you're going to go start a new life Okay, So the word repent doesn't just mean I'm sorry It means that I'm going to go back and do something different So a lot of the hurt comes from memory you know, we live out of our memories more than we think we do. But what, 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 one of the things that I have found to be effective, <clears throat> not to take up too much time, is go back to those times, for the, for example, the person that is hurting you or hurt you. Go back to those times when they hurt you, and instead of seeing it the way it happened, repent or do that memory over again, but this time... Go back and see the thing happening the way you wanted it to happen. Instead of seeing the person hurt you, see them love you. Instead of seeing them now <clears throat> uh, uh, um, abuse you, you know, see them helping you. And even though that's not really what happened, the what will happen psychologically is that it will screw up your memory of what actually happened, and the pain won't be there. I I, I I've learned from studying martial arts for years that the way that you deal with fear, if somebody's put a gun in your face and you're like you you're panicking, you use your peripheral vision and you see the whole picture. And the reason that that makes your fear drop to almost a, almost a zero is because you're not afraid of everything else that you see. You're only afraid of that one thing that you see. So when you branch out your, your vision and your awareness to everything, the, the chairs, the room, the, the ceiling, the floor, the whole scenario, those are things that you're not afraid of. And you become aware, and that and that fear no longer has a focal point. It is now diffused. The conscience becomes confused, uh, a few, uh, diffused, I should say. So I, I, I just, you know, if it, it may sound a little crazy, and and may it may feel a little ridiculous, but I guarantee you, if you run your mind through that about two or three times and see the situation completely different, that the next time you see that individual, you will not have that same feeling, and you'll be able to proceed. And make decisions to to uh, forgive that person for whatever they've done.
3: Interesting. That's interesting. I almost want to ask him to repeat it, but um, I, I I I guess I have. I'm gonna I'm gonna pose this kind of as, as a question, um, Henry, because I guess I'm gonna go back to the quote, and I don't know if you were on at that time, and and maybe this is this is not what you're saying, but. I, I, it makes me think about the, the, the greatest tragedy in tragedy is kind of pretending that the tragedy did not happen. So, what I would, what I would suggest, or, or I'm asking of you, is this after the person has, has, has owned it, taken responsibility that I, or, or, or owned the fact that someone has wronged me? And, and even taken a bit further, I think we're so, we, we've been conditioned to be silent when things occur for the sake of whatever, you know, guess what it, you know, you don't talk about what goes on and what what has happened here because I mean, I know for a fact in in families, I can say in my, in my own family, I mean, it is what it is. We we we're, we're dealing with issues tonight where things have been covered up because well, you don't tell what happens in this family, but what you're really doing is you're allowing it to happen to another one. And so I say if, if that's your choice to do that or if that works for, for a person, um, because some people need to hear, I'm sorry. Some people don't care about you saying sorry. They, they're able to pick it up and move on. But I want people to be really uh, transparent to themselves about what do you need for healing and to forgive. And sometimes it means going back to that person, if you can, and saying, you wronged me. Whether they give you a sorry or not, but I still go back to the, the greatest tragedy in tragedy is pretending that it didn't happen. And so I would say, once you own it and you've gotten whatever you need to be restored, to be selfish a little bit, and, 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 and really, you really have to get it, get it off of yourself. As Ronnie talked about his professor, I thought about the quote unforgiveness is like you drinking poison and expecting your offender or the person that hurt you to die. I mean, picture that. You drink the poison. You've hurt me so much, so I'm going to allow it to poison my body, my spirit, my mind, my soul. Now I want you to die. That's crazy. That's just the thought of that, the, the visualization of that. So, again, people be mindful of what you need to heal first, to heal and to make that person or persons accountable because I think that's the first mistake that we make is we let people off the hook too much. We let people go. We let adults um, not we, – we give them an okay. We give them an out. We let adults allow adults to sit back and make choices that will forever affect a child's life so what really can we say as holy people if i'm if you're sitting back watching me be abused mother mother jones whatever whoever you are if you're going to church and if you are serving this mighty powerful god and you're telling me as a child do this do that but at the same time you're sitting back allowing an adult to roam me then, then how am I going to believe that I need to serve this God? How am I going to believe that the world is going has something different to offer me? And so I say to people, make it personal. Make it personal. Be a little selfish here and figure out what you need to do to right the wrong that, that someone else may never be able to right. And do it without worrying about, how someone else feels about your 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 coming out or whatever, do it with healing in mind, healing my soul, taking control of my future. So that's the only thing. That's the only thing I'll say about that is the tragedy part. If they if they've owned it, and now they want to regroup and re get this visualization um, in their mind, change their mindset up about it, and I'm all for that. But I, I do think we need to address it first
5: if we can. Can I just say one little thing? Go ahead, Henry. I, I think, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that is one method of uh, getting control of it. Uh, maybe maybe if you use the idea, you remember how when, when we were in school, I don't know about girls, but uh, back in the day when a bully used to be bullying us, and we was, we was basically mm-hmm. hurt and intimidated and what we would do is, you know, if you had an older brother or dad or whatever, cousin, he would tell you, you know, you, know, you need to stand up to that bully. And so you was afraid to do that. It's kind of like, well, love, I, you know, I already figured that out, but I'm scared to do that, you know. But so they might teach you how to box or teach you how to do it or karate or whatever and build up your confidence. And one of the things that you would do is you would relive the time, you know, the next time that bully comes to me and does this to me, I'm going to punch him in his face. You started seeing that. But really what you was really seeing was the, past tense times that he did that. You know, you, When your brain came and you saw him coming again, it was you thinking about the past or how he came at you in the past. But this time, you changed what you saw, and you saw yourself hitting him or fighting him and winning. And therefore, when the bully came to you in your future, you was able to deal with him differently with a different level of confidence because he didn't have those past tense mental references to bring to you again. You wasn't living out of your past. Not, you, you established a new foundation to deal with the present situation and and that's why that, that's kind of the gist of what I'm saying you're creating another foundation to function off of based upon healing your past you know but you still got to build you still have to build something new because now you just got a big old open foundation laying there but you got to now you know pour in and cement and, and, and build a frame and, and create something beautiful versus allowing that ugly thing to be there but if you tear something down, you got to reveal something new. So that, that's kind of like what I was trying to say. Right,
3: right, right. And, and using that same scenario, I would say, even with that scenario, if if you if you most times if you respond to a bully, um, most times I'll say, for the most part, they back down anyway. However, and, and that that's what I call confronting. Just just hey, let let let's do this. Let's get this over because I'm not going to deal with this for the rest of the year. But if if you do create this whole scenario, uh, kind of regroup this thing in your mind, and you and the same thing continues to happen, at some point you're going to have to deal with it. At some point this is going to have to be dealt with because I think that's, in, in the bullying cases, I think the main reason they continue to go forward, again, because we just choose not to deal with it. Oh, this will go away. This will This will stop. Um, and you can create the picture, recreate, redesign the picture in your mind, however, but until you stop and deal with it and, and be ready to deal with it in the capacity that you have to, most times I don't see those issues going away. It's only until they are confronted for what they are and who the people are at that time because even even bullies are coming from a place of, of, of pain and hurt and, and all this, and that's why we, we have to stop the cycles. And I think the best way to stop cycles is to deal in truth. Word says truth shall set you free. And and however people take that and look at that, my opinion that we are so far from dealing with truth, and we will accept a lie on a silver platter, on a pile of poop, however, however you need to give it to me. Just give me lies. Just feed me. Feed my ego. Feed me so that I don't have to deal with me or the people in my life. That, so again, I just say we have to deal with tragedy, whatever your level of tragedy is. Some, again, some people need. A, I'm sorry. Some people don't ever need you to say you're sorry, but they can move on with life. So you have to tap into your spirit, your mind, your body, your soul, because what what takes me what what makes me jump off the ledge may make you go in and have a cup of coffee and chill with it. It may not even affect you. You got to know who you're dealing with. And we spend so much time focusing on who we're dealing with outside of us so much so till we don't know what's within us. We don't know the issues that we've let go. So we allow the bullying. We allow things. We allow just so much in our lives that, that never was intended for our past. So great point, So great point. Lightning.
4: You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna say this. Um I think that uh I think that 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 people do need to start looking at uh other pathways or other options. I think that uh, I think that people get lost in what has happened to them. And instead of being able to move forward, they can't even move backwards, stuck in neutral. Mm. And I'm going to go back to something that Tammy said at the beginning of the show: is your status is just pending. And, and after listening to 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 Bow Talk and listening uh, to to Henry just now, I think that's the best way to put it, Tammy. I think that. People are I think we're just pending. pending. We don't know we don't know if we're going forward, we don't know if we're going backwards, we don't know if what we did yesterday is going to clear and allow us to, to, to do other things. We don't know if we're gonna get hit with something. We just don't know. And we don't know Because sticking to the same point, we don't know what's going to happen next because we never dealt with what we did in the past, and we forgot what happened in the past, or we're in denial about the past. So we can't move forward because... We've allowed so many things to happen to us or in our lives that we have forgotten what's really going on. We've told so many lies that we don't even know what the truth is anymore. We have made ourselves believe that we've never been hurt, that we've never been disappointed. I've heard... So many people say, I don't know, I just block it out of my mind. That's dangerous. If you're blocking stuff out of your mind, that's dangerous because you can block it all you want to. doesn't mean that it's not there. I mean, (laughs) I probably go to the mailbox like once every two weeks Guess what? Those same bills come every month. They just sit in the mailbox because I don't go there. So when you when you think that things are over with because you choose not to deal with them, that's worse. Because they just sit there and they pile up and they pile up and they pile up. And the same thing happens with my bills. Same things ha- th- The same thing happens with my mail. Sometimes I go to the mailbox, Tammy, and there are duplicates. Not with the bills, because I know what bills I have, so I pay them. But some mail comes twice. Because it takes me that long to get to the mailbox. And we do the same thing in our personal lives. And we wonder why we can't get ahead. You haven't dealt with thing number one. Think about the story of the talent uh, uh, of God giving the man with uh, the talents. Said so one he gave ten, one he gave five, and one person he gave one. One person he gave, one talent, he said, yeah, I still got it. I hid it. I hid it. And that man was cursed. How are you going to be blessed hiding what has been given to you? Good and evil Come from the same Being From the same being When God created good he, he, he didn't leave out evil Evil has always been there But what are you doing With what you've been given Those lessons That he's been trying to teach you why haven't you learned anything? Why are you like the Israelites, and it's taking you forty years to make a twenty-seven day trip? You gotta deal with your issues, and you gotta deal with them head on. I'm gonna say this real quick. If you're listening online or any other way, um, other than by phone, please dial eight one eight. Six nine one seven four zero six. Again that's eight one eight six nine one seven four zero six. Deal with your issues, people. Deal with your issues. We all have them. We all have them. And don't be so embarrassed by your issues that you can't mm-hmm. deal with them. Don't think that your issues mm-hmm. are worse than anybody else's. Because people who you think of it all together are struggling just as bad as you are. They just want you to think that they're doing okay, not okay. And sometimes you bring your issues to the forefront. Just might save somebody else's life. Tim.
3: Um. I just want to remind everybody, and I was going to test this out tonight because I'm not real sure that everybody is disconnected at, at 10, but the show is about to end. So if you are listening um, online or Facebook, uh, please go ahead and call in because I, I do have a quote and just a few more things that I, I want to give out. And, and this has been a great show, but go ahead and call in 818 691 818-691- Seven four zero six, and if somebody, I, I really like to my tell us if they really are cut off because again I keep listening to the shows after the show and 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 hear all of it, but um, you know I was thinking about what what Henry said and and I and I believe when you get to a certain level of consciousness where which which I think for in in Henry's part and place he is um. And so changing, trying to change the trajectory or or the the picture, the visualization of what you um, have gone through is probably a great thing at a certain level of consciousness because that does tie into renewing your mind. However, I do believe with forgiveness, sometimes it's a reoccurring um, thing that we have to do. Because when someone has truly wronged you and really hurt you, they're, sometimes they're, that, that pain lies dormant. And, and, and I think there's a difference between issues and pain. Like, I mean, you can, you can have a sore and someone, someone the, the sore itself is gone, but it's still, some, it's still sore. And so if someone kicks you there, although the, the sore looks visually, it's gone. But if you have bruising inside and they kick you, you still, you're still going to feel that. And so even with forgiveness, sometimes you just have to remind yourself that I'm on a, a journey to heal. And in healing, that means I have to make a conscious decision. I have to make choices that I will not go back there. I will not be pulled back into the hell that I was pulled into, that I inherited. You have to make that choice over and over and over again sometimes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Again, I say you have to know what works for you. You have to understand your pain, your hurt, your past. You have to forgive yourself and take, take this is so hard because the first time I read this, take responsibility for everything that happened to you. Or where you are today, you take the responsibility. That means now you're also taking the responsibility to heal, to make it right for you. Because having pride keep you from healing, meaning I don't want to talk about this because of the shame that it'll it'll bring upon me, or whatever it is. What what you're saying is this is not I'm not worse. Getting over this so I can live peaceful, a peaceful, healthy, whole life. That my passion, my purpose is not worth it. I'd rather live this lie and make you think I'm okay rather than say, no, I'm not okay, but I'm working on being okay. You hurt me. You did this. We don't want to deal with the issues. We don't want to deal with the issues, which is why suicide is at its high in a world that we have where we can do anything at any time. We can make a meal in five, ten minutes in the microwave, less sometimes. Yet, people have less time and people have less of their mind than they've ever had in the midst of all this stuff. So I ask you is it working? Is what the, world, what the world has fed you, what you have conformed to, is it working? Look at, our, look at our youth. Look at divorce. Look at just the way people do life. Is it working? And if your answer is no, then I say you get silent. You sit down. You deal with you and your stuff. Let God direct you in telling you what you need to do because your hurt, your pain is not the same as someone else's. It could be the very same thing, but your pain may be different. So where, again, you may need to, I'm sorry, I may not. I may need to go back and confront somebody about what has happened to me. And then, whatever it is you need, make a way to change your paradigm. And and, and a a simple way to to put paradigm is it's your pattern, it's your model. And so you think about people who who make clothing. They have a pattern that they go by. So what, what pattern are you going by to live your life? I don't care if it came from mother, grandmother. If it's not right for you, it doesn't matter where it came from. And that doesn't mean you can't bring some things that grandmother told you or mother told you. You might need to bring some things, but also some of those things you need to let go of. And you need to be okay with the fact that you let go of some of grandmothers' and mothers' stuff or dads or granddads. You need to be okay with that. Stop trying to walk in someone else's shoes. Stop trying to dance to someone else's music. Stop looking outward and look in because there lies all of your answers. God didn't, God didn't put someone else's answers in you. Now, you make, make it be a blessing to someone else through your walk. But you have to find your own answers. You have to go within, and that's what we're afraid of. The issues that we avoid, we're afraid of what it will reveal about us that makes us like everybody else. So we become that person that we talk about here on the show, the people of the lie, that no matter what, no matter what, I am going to look the part. You're going to think I am the part. But inside, I'm dying. I'm crying. I'm already dead. I'm already in hell. I wake up in hell every day. That's what the majority of people are doing and how the majority of people are feeling. I truly believe that. But see, if that's you, then you got to take responsibility for those feelings you got to take responsibility for your reaction to whatever action took place up upon you or on you. And I'll end with this, Rodney, with this quote. And this, this, this show has been so, so, so awesome Till we just may have to, to, to regroup this thing and come back, you guys, because I feel like this, this here, this topic hit on some things tonight that we all need to hear and we all have some things that we need to deal with. But I I found this quote um, about life, so to speak. In Butterfly Evolution, the little saying we say is dying to live. Dying to live. So so this is saying that you are living. You have breath. You wake up. Yet, at the end of the day or throughout the day, you feel dead for the most part. You already feel like you're experiencing hell. So this quote, and this will be my end, and thank you all for for listening to us tonight, and I'm going to turn it back over to you, Rodney, but I want to end with with, with this quote. Um, It's Donna Markova, and it goes like this. I will not die an unlived life. I will not live in fear of falling or catching fire. I choose to inhabit my days to allow my living to open me to make me less afraid, more accessible, to loosen my heart until it becomes a wing, a torch, a promise. I choose to risk my significance, to live so that which came to me as seed goes to the next as blossom, and that which came to me as blossom goes on as fruit. I got to do it one more time, you guys. One more time, because I want you to get it. I will not die an unlived life. I will not live in fear of falling or catching fire. I choose to inhabit my days, to allow my living to open me, to make me less afraid, more accessible, to loosen my heart until it becomes a wing, a torch. A promise. I choose, I choose, I choose to risk my significance, to live so that which came to me as seed goes to the next as blossom, and that which came to me as blossom goes on as fruit. It's all about producing fruit, being fruitful, and you can't do that dead. You can't do that with unresolved issues. You must learn to be the sermon that you want to see. You must learn to be the change that you want to see in this world and in people. Only then can you put upon the same expectations. You can give people expectations. You can put those expectations out if you are living up to those same expectations. So I want to tell you, People, deal with your issues. Deal with them, whatever they may be. Write them down tonight. Write 25 issues that I have or 10 or whatever, the issues that I have that I'm afraid that might risk. if If I put them out or if I deal with them, I might risk my significance. Because unless you are living and fulfilling your purpose, you have no significance. You have none. I'll
4: end there, Rodney. Tammy, <laughs> this has been a a great show. And one of the things I, uh, I, I do want to put out there is that uh, I don't know if you are still thinking about this, but I know I do. But I don't remember the exact date. But I remember it was in September that I got a message from you three years ago, around this time, about my book to "Being mm-hmm. Black," and <laughs> I remember it. I, I remember it was, it was September. I want to say it was probably the third weekend in September because I remember it was either the second or the third weekend. Uh, because I remember Norfolk State was playing Rutgers and I went to the game and it was either the second or the third game of the season. and And I still remember that message from you on Facebook. And that day, mm. that message changed my life. It changed mm. my life. And I still think about that today, and shows like this uh, make make it very easy to recall that moment because I remember leaving out of the stadium, and you weren't. Um,
3: and well, we're losing you.
4: Hold on, hold on. Can you hear me. Tell me. Yes. Can you hear me?
3: We yes, we can hear you now. Mhm. Okay. You said you were leaving out of the stadium, and then it started to kind of break up.
4: Oh, okay. So I'm uh, I'm leaving out of the stadium, and you know I, I, and I see your message. And I didn't know who you were, but to me it was a big deal. The fact that somebody had seen my book and somebody wanted to talk to me, it was it was a big deal to me. And, and, and you know me and some of our listeners, they know me too. And um, I didn't know that it would turn into what it has become today. I honestly thought that it was going to be like all the other uh, interviews. You know, it would be a one-time shot. I would never hear from the person again. It would just be, hey, let's get this guy on. Let's talk to him, interview him, and and, and keep it going. But it turned into so much more than that. And, And nights like this remind me of why I still do the things that I do and why you and I still do what we do when it Mm -hmm. comes to this radio show. Because I remember Mm -hmm. you bringing that up at the beginning of the show. We cannot stop what we're doing. We cannot. Because too many people listen to this show on Monday Mm -hmm. Mm nights that we don't know they are listening. I've had people say to me, what is this thing that you're doing on Mondays? What do you mean this thing that I'm doing on Mondays? It's called a radio show. What do you mean this thing? But there are people who listen to us. They never chime in. They never press the number one. They never message us on Facebook. They never say anything. But they're listening. And there are people being blessed because of what we're doing. And so whether we have zero callers and it's just me and you like it has been sometimes, or whether it's like it was before I even joined Butterfly Evolution and it was just you sometimes, Or whether we're talking about relationships or sex And there are 40,000 callers on the line We have to keep doing what we're doing Because things like this Topics like this are necessary They are more necessary than you and I even realize Yes. I was reading an article today, Tammy and it hurt to read the article, but I had to read it. I couldn't stop reading it. And it was about education. And it was about a school district doing something that is detrimental to kids. And it was heartbreaking, one, Because it was the school district That I graduated from And then two I know it's not only happening in that school district But it talked The article was basically about How My former school district Where I grew up Where I I graduated from Got my education What they're doing is they're pulling kids out of classes so they don't have to take the state test. They're saying that it's in the best interest of the kids, but what's happening is if the kids take the test and don't pass it, the school doesn't become accredited, and they don't get the funds (laughs) from the state or from the federal government. So many problems People start losing jobs People start getting demoted But this is happening all over the country So I think back to when we do Shows on education And parenting And how people are too busy During those times So I'm going to end
3: Right, Rodney. You know you, you <laughs> always do this to me. You always, you
2: always make me
3: out of a lie. You always do
6: this.
2: Okay, I
3: can't just let that go. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait,
2: wait, wait.
3: I got to come back in. Just, to, just. I'm gonna stop saying. I'm gonna stop saying that I'm done because when Rodney talks to him, he's he just makes me go back into my my, my deep, deep
2: sense. <laughs> we still have
3: some people out there, so you guys gotta hear this. Um. Oh, okay. Um. Rodney, we what? Okay, going back to just the butterfly evolution show altogether. We had a lot of people <laughs> on tonight. I mean, I think for for foot because I wasn't expecting people to, to listen. I I almost well I thought about. You know, maybe we could do this Wednesday after I found out about who was playing and that was yesterday. However, I'm gonna say this, especially to to those who are who hung on with us and you're still there. Your soul, your spirit knows what you were sent here to do and to be. Your soul and your spirit is aware of that. You are, you are, and so many of us are so hungry for that, for that life and for that person. And I'm going to say to you, don't get up with breath and power in your life and walk around dead. Don't do hell twice. I can tell you, the, the, Rodney. I told you that when you mentioned going live, I misunderstood what you were talking about. But I've been I've been really pondering this going live because I, I, I have not shared this really in its totality, but with one person. Jan, January to um, May, June, May. I'll say May was the this time of my life ever, ever, emotionally, spiritually. I mean, I questioned everything that I had read, learned, that I was trying to be, working to be. I questioned it all. But then one day, and I can't even remember this day, but I could tell you, I've never felt more at peace and alive ever. So I say that to say, I feel like God not turned my world upside down, but turned me upside down. Like I got to a, a place where God said, okay, okay, you are really serious about this, this, this change, this purging of yourself, this dying to live. So let me just turn you over now. Let me, just, let me just shake some things up in you, not necessarily in my life, but in you. And he just gave me a couple of shakes. So I just, as if you're shaking all, someone's trying to get the, the money out of my pockets, and I'm just, instead of getting it, they're just going to turn me upside down and shake it till everything falls out. And one day, one day, it, it all became so clear. And I wish I could remember the day and the time. However, that does not mean that I have perfect days. That does not mean that I get up and, and I'm happy and I'm, I'm feeling great and I'm just loving on God and I'm just feeling this thing every day. It does not happen. But what does happen is I make a choice to be conscious in myself. I make a choice to determine where am I today? What side of my emotions, of my transformation, did I wake up on? And what do I have to do to make sure that I get back on the, the right side or I stay on the right side? What do I have to do to do this day to remain there? And that's, why, that's what I meant when I talked about unforgiveness. Sometimes, and for some of us, Unforgiveness has to happen over and over and over again by choice. Because if that person you forgave does not change, then guess what? His or her actions are going to be the same in your life and towards you. If they don't change, nothing about their actions changes. But if you do, if you make a conscious choice that I will not allow you or your hell to send me to hell this day, Her. you can make a choice and I'm going to forgive you again. I'm going to forgive you again. And so people, energy, and I just thought about whatever you said, and right, made me think about this stuff here. But energy, energy, the, the fact that you don't deal with your issues, that energy is going to attract people in your life who has not. Dealt with their energy as well So if you keep hitting Same situations and same, same people Guess what, you're the same person that's, that's what we meant When we said those experiences That keep coming to you To teach you And to get your stuff out of you So don't run from situations Don't run from circumstances Don't run from experiences Your life is your teacher But only if you show up for your life. Only if you show up and say, I'm ready because my spirit and my soul knows why I was sent here and what I was sent to do. And the very fact that you choose less, that you settle for less, puts you in turmoil with your spirit and your soul, which disconnects you from God. You can think that you, don't, you that we can't be disconnected. Oh, no, you can. And most of us are. So just like when, when you get saved, people, you go to church and you think, I'm getting saved today. You walk away. The worst thing that they do to us is have us walk away thinking that it's all done. I got saved. I'm saved. Thank you, I feel the Holy Ghost. I will never have another problem in my life. That's when it starts. It's no different with this change and this transformation and dealing with yourself. So if you're not willing to be challenged and to be called out on your stuff, you can't do this. This, this will not last. But I'll tell you this, just before that place where you get to realizing I've made that paradigm shift, I have, I have crossed over, so to speak. It's kinda of like Martin Luther King's speech, the mountaintop. When you realize that what seems normal to the world no longer seems normal to you, that dysfunction, that drama really just just gets your spirit intertwined and you can't deal with it, that is when you know you keep going, keep going, keep going. But people, don't die. Don't don't live dead. Don't live dead. When you die, be empty. Put your soul and your spirit at rest by embracing the life that God gave you, the creator that you put so much emphasis on, that you say loves you, leads you, directs you, empowers you. That very same wind that you cannot see but feel, that moves, things it's the same creator that can do the same in your life and so again what for those of you who may not have been at the beginning of the show what is your greatest issue what is the thing that is always in the midst of those experiences those circumstances it could be things it could be seen, could be things, but I do feel there's a common denominator, whether it's fear, rejection, anger, unforgiveness, whatever it is, whatever, deal with it. Deal with it on your road, on your path, the way that you need to. And then make a choice every day, every day, to live, to live. Whatever that living is for you. Make a choice to do that. To do that. And and, and, and I, I see we got Henry still out there and I know we still got him in queue, so I we didn't send it back over here. So Henry, we still got callers. If you still want to add something, feel feel free to do so and then I promise y'all I am for real, I'm shutting up now this time. For real. I don't care what Henry said, <laughs> I'm not talking. <laughs>
4: Okay, what you say, Ronnie? I'm shutting up. <laughs> <laughs> go
5: ahead, go ahead, uh, uh Tammy got a big head. Now let's see what she got to say. No, <laughs> no, I'm 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 good. I pretty much have uh, said what I wanted to say tonight. You know, and and um, just just you know trying to create a, another way of going about applying the knowledge of how do you forgive. You know, that's just one technique that I learned. From looking at, you know, uh, for talking to many, many people who wanted to forgive but just didn't know how, so that that's pretty much what I found great success in helping people do. Thank
4: well, thank you, you Henry. It's oh, always a pleasure. <laughs> What'd you say, uh, Tammy?
3: All I said was thank you. That's all I said was thank you. I can't talk anymore. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: <laughs> so As we close out the show and, and and We are so grateful that we Have a Great audience Every week And we have people who stick on With us uh, Even when we're 30 minutes Over the show like we are now There are people who just stick on with us And we are just so Grateful and even the people who uh can only give us 5 minutes. We are a grateful team. And what I'm going to say is this. In life, we are going to experience many things. Ups, downs we're going to experience. Good things we're going to experience, bad things we're going to experience. Things as low as the valley But as high as the mountaintop But what we always have to remember Is that Where those experiences end We have to leave them there Nobody is going to care about the bad you've done When the last thing you did Was great. The same way nobody cares about The great things you've done When the last thing they know About is something That was bad So Always remember Tie up loose ends Don't leave Anything undone Always ask for forgiveness And always forgive Before people even ask To be forgiven And my last Is simply this It is the title of the show For those of you who are Confused Or you may be Trying to figure things out In your life Go back to the title of this show And that is Your unresolved issues May be the issue. We have enjoyed being on with you guys another Monday night. We are going to continue to do this each and every Monday at 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central. We love you guys. We appreciate all of the support. And we're going to continue to say thank you because we are truly grateful for our faithful listeners and our supporters. Whether you ever press the number one or not, you are just as important and just as meaningful to us as those who do. Because your silence on this show doesn't mean you're not a part of the conversation. It simply means you didn't press the number one. We hope that you guys have a blessed week. We hope you get a good night's rest, especially if you're on the East Coast. But when all (laughs) else fails, remember, we'll be here next Monday. Same time, same station. Good night, everybody.